I admit this is a bit of an unorthodox intervention. One sane friend, me, with the moral high ground, intervening on you three, but you'd left me with no other choice. Kyle Sandin, I appreciate your recent volunteer work at local nursing homes, but you've got to stop chainsawing Salisbury steaks with your Lancer for the residents. Hutton, you know those old folk can't chew. Plus, when I chainsaw it, some of the bits fly into the mouth, and so it helps them. It's like a hibachi grill. You know, put the food into the mouth. So they save some energy without having to pick up their own food. They should probably be exercising. Or public though, service. Huh? Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. Hunter Sealock, it's admirable to get free haircuts to impoverished children, <laughs> but do you have to use the chainsaw on the end of your lancer on the little tykes? I don't, but they get a real kick out of it. <laughs> First, <laughs> Nickel. Personal grooming is important, I get it, but if you don't stop chainsawing your pubes with a lancer, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, no, I don't, but they get a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets a kick out of God damn it. Who has the moral high ground now, Josh? Yeah. That's right. You only thought you had it, motherfucker. Boom. Kick that bucket right out from under you, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories and Conspiracies podcast, and I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton. Tonight, we're talking Gears 5. Uh, We've all had a chance to hop into it, except for Kyle, because he's a piece of shit. And uh, before that, (laughs) we're going to start with a little bit of news. Brooks, lead us off with probably the most important story of the week. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I would agree wholeheartedly with that statement. So uh, first and foremost, welcome back, boxers. Uh, I don't feel like we're saying that enough to remind Josh of how terrible he's coming up with names for the followers. Um, But yeah, so... uh, I speak to members of Boxer Nation all the time. Oh, no. (laughs) What's up, Boxer Nation? We're going in hard and heavy at the news for this segment. I'm coming at you straight and forward right now, letting you know that there was a live stream event for Sea of Thieves that just happened. And let me tell you, the highlight of this event was when a monkey puked on an art developer. Actually, that game makes it? me want to do too, to be fair to the monkey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. It was... It was rocking the boat. Not that monkey's fault. Not that monkey's fault at all. So uh, this article... Uh, article came from Kotaku. <laughs> and uh, yeah... Yeah, let me let me get through this, and then we'll talk about how garbage this game is. Uh, so, um, some of the developers that live stream discussed the game's new store and purchasable purchasable pets, and they were joined by a monkey. Uh, so, for most of the stream, uh, the spider monkey, his name was Antonio, was uh, was just popping around, sitting on people's shoulders and eating mealworms that his handler was tossing to him. Um, so. I mean, monkey seemed cool, but I think he maybe had a little bit too much to eat, and uh, and he let it Ralph just right on out. Uh, senior producer Joe Stevens, I believe. Uh, so, guy was wearing a gray shirt. Monkey puked on his right shoulder, jumped over to his left shoulder, puked on it too. What a great event! <laughs> Pick your shoulders, bitch. <laughs> I don't know if you guys um, believe in yes omens, but. That's definitely one of them. Yes. Your game sucks. It's not getting any better. Definitely not by letting us buy pets. So Yeah. It happens just you. like that gypsy woman said it would. Yep. <laughs> I think we need to uh, start using that as our rating system. 
Like, whatever the gypsy woman said, or how many monkey pukes? How many monkey <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite end of the scale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the what's the conversion rate to monkey puke to uh, Tom, Tom Hardy pukes? Uh, I, I don't. You, you got to adjust for the yaw. Um, <laughs> depends on where you're measuring from. If it's for like, the substance. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jesus. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we're drowning. Uh, speaking of it's things right. drowning, Hunter, why don't you tell us about GameStop and their plans to pull themselves out of deep water? That was an awesome segue. <laughs> deep water they found uh, themselves in, indeed, Josh. Uh, but they, uh, so apparently they've got a new CEO as of April because who doesn't want to? climb aboard that sinking ship but most of this article uh on forbes is talking about how their numbers are all declining they somehow made money still like they're still making money they're not as in bad a shape as i had thought they were frankly but uh the whole thing was they want to change gamestop into the social and cultural hub of gaming quote quote. (laughs) now oh yeah of course hear me out Hear me out, because some of this doesn't sound terrible. I'll never partake in it, but it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Because uh, like they've got some of these storefronts, they're they're doing that includes stuff like revamping the website to push online sales uh, and testing some store concepts that are like setting up to have like competitive sessions for hometown east for like local esports leagues where you would go to GameStop, I guess, to run mm-hmm. your games. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, that that seems interesting yeah. to me just because the esports yeah. thing is getting bigger and it seems interesting to me. So we'll see where that goes. But the other thing is they're going to start doing in their storefronts is pushing more of the collectibles because that's the only thing that made them any money <laughs> uh, in the last quarter. Like it's the only thing that's been holding up its end of the bargain. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Funko Pop things mm. like the that kind of bullshit. So they're going to you're going to be seeing more of that in their stores. And that's that's pretty well the article. It's. It's a weird cult behind those. It's it. a weird. That's a weird one yeah. to me. But I have it's one. apparently popular enough to float GameStop of all things. Well, and they re- release those like limited prints. Well, limited prints, limited edition of certain ones, and people hunt for them, and then they have a huge resale value. There's sure. a lot of people out there that enjoy them. We sell a lot of them where I work, and people come in and look for them. So they're a great investment. Yeah. I keep them next to my beanie babies. Yeah, <laughs> my Pokemon cards, my Pokemon, Pokemon cards. cards, my Beanie now, Babies. Now hold on, now hold on, because I have Pokemon cards. I mean, I still got mine. But I don't have Beanie Babies, <laughs> and I feel like you do, Josh. You feel like I do have Beanie Babies. You I got still beanie have a couple. Right? That Princess Die. No, no, never got that one. Sadly. So, any, yeah, well, right, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So they're talking about like free to play games. Like Fortnite, they can't make money on. Au contraire, they're going to sell action figures because that's what we need uh, is Fortnite action figures. But it is brought up in this article that they're still going to be fighting Amazon's, Walmart's, Best Buy, stuff like that because they're still selling all this shit too. So that's why they're going to, looks like, attempt to test some store concepts where they'll lean into some of these other avenues a little harder. So we'll see where that goes. I think think they're closing like 200 stores by the end of this fiscal year. (laughs) So there's that, you know. But that's that's no. pretty well the long and short of it. Yeah, I feel like the biggest issue with GameStops was that they I don't believe they pay very well. And even like into their management, I don't think they pay very well. 
So no, that's sucks, what I've heard. Yeah. If they can make some changes and, and you know, that, I mean, that's not a bad idea. Make a little social hub. People want to come hang out there. Mm-hmm. It is. In, it's, it's an interesting idea, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, because with it getting bigger, how long is it going to be before people put up buildings that's designed around that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where there's going to be like community centers of sorts that are built for esports competitions and shit like that. Where fuck, I'm not going to your GameStop, dummy. I'm going to go to the YMCA. To, yeah, to the YMCA. Their new model. I'm going to go to this place as a bar. I'm yeah, go exactly. Where, uh, so we'll hot see. middle-aged women are. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, speaking of hot middle-aged women, Josh, why don't you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about uh, Fallout 76 players getting upset about their latest microtransaction. (laughs) That's not a segue. You didn't have enough reason. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It sounds like a segue, but it's not a segue. (laughs) You just repeated what Hunter said in the intro, and then you're saying things that have the cadence of a segue. Oh God! Really this one in. I'm, look, I'm, I'm tired today. Okay, <laughs> my my parents moved around a lot. No, don't. <laughs> don't put this shit back on me. Wait till you hear what's in the box. That's <laughs> what I just said. Either. I'm very worried about it. Yeah. Bingo jewel pods to try to lure dad back. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you put that out there? He's just gonna use it. God damn it. Um, So Fallout 76 this week uh, dropped two pieces of premium content that affect gameplay. So initially their whole plan for their uh, paid shop was just going to be cosmetic items and they have now added a refrigerator which allows you to store food for longer and a scrap kit which will go and like uh, scrap items for you that are kind of near your camp and so now it's kind of creating maybe not necessarily a, a pay to win but a, a pay to be more efficient kind of process within the game so there's been some Backlash again. This game just keeps fucking up. It can never not fuck up, it seems. Uh, but yeah, they were getting uh, busted pretty hard on Reddit today and on several news sites. <laughs> yeah, they were not having a good time. So, uh, Fallout 76. Probably taking the, after the blight Reddit of this console generation. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they're taking after Reddit Online a little too much. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. Shitty DLC shit crap like that. Yeah. Yeah. Burks, you wanna you wanna segue? Oh yeah. It's, uh, speaking of shitty DLC, mm-hmm. um, Kyle, why don't you tell us about Capcom announcing their closed beta <laughs> for their upcoming fourth <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> game? Fuck. <laughs> because <laughs> fuck you all. <laughs> There's an L in closed beta. That's how that relates. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do the math. Uh, the number twenty three is in there somewhere. Did you did you know that uh, John F. Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln, and Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy? <laughs> Speaking of Kennedy, so, it's yeah. all connected, bud. It's all uh, connected. Did you know Kennedy had a raccoon? That's how we're gonna segue. To... I'm just doing you a favor. If anybody, if any of our friends had a bulletin board with tacks and yarn strung all about making odd random connections as Brooks. So oh, I trust sure. him 
on the yeah. sideways. Yeah, I've got I've got all four walls in one room. Ooh. Just, <laughs> just yarn and push pins, baby. There we go. <laughs> well, anyway, Capcom's got this Project Resistance is a Resident Evil four v one multiplayer spinoff, and it's uh, got an asymmetrical PvP aspect to it. Seems interesting. Uh, I've never been a Resident Evil fan myself, but uh, I know a lot of people that really like the game, so they might get a kick out of this. Apparently there's uh, four players that you control. Support, a hacker, a tank, and an attacker. But you have to uh, kind of escape these levels. Uh, overcome zombies and traps. And then and there's the fifth player that's looking at screens to try to help you escape these levels. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, is it is it the fifth player supporting the other players? I thought the fifth no, player was the director. Cause I think they call sure. him the mastermind. He's like setting the traps and controlling setting the, traps. the zombies. Oh, okay. And so I misread this then. NPCs okay. in. And, uh, then I think at the end, ultimately, he turns into like Mr. X or one of yeah. the larger like Resident Evil bosses and gets to come um, out and try to kill you himself so or herself. So okay. it's... Well, See, it seems uh, much I know about Resident Evil. Well, it's it's uh, it's quite a departure from Resident Evil as far as I think the overarching gameplay mechanic. It yeah, seems it was, neat. It really does. It seems like a, a different take. And then there are some games mm-hmm. out there like this in a way. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, Dead uh, There's a couple other horror games that play that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one that was real popular? It came out where you were hunting a monster, and then your fifth player played the monster. Evolve. Oh, yeah, yeah, we played that one a bunch. That was a, that was a hoot. Yeah, I think I think it'll be really uh, I think it'll be really tends to do a good job. I mean, yeah, any huge releases as of late, but hey, no, yeah. but like the I was reading the article. I guess this is an experiment, try to test the waters. So. Yeah, it's not an official. Hey, we're gonna come out with this uh, as a game. That's that's the deal. Like that, it piques my interest enough. I'm like, yeah, I'll download that for free and try mm-hmm. it. Like I'll play no, it a sure. time or two, but yeah. I don't. That doesn't seem like that's gonna get our group. Like we're gonna be like, all right, Friday night, we're gonna go play Resident Evil Four V One. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You know, for the Evolution. What was that? Was it Evolve? Was that Evolve, game? Evolve. Yeah, yeah. Like that was fun, and we played it a, a handful mm-hmm. of times. But it never. Yeah. After like twice, we were done with it. You know, after like twice in a night, like we'd play a round or two. Like okay, yeah. let's go yeah, play exactly. our regular heavy sure. hitters. Yeah. But for anyone interested, the article's on IGN, and they have the dates for the closed beta, which is October 4th through the 7th, and you can sign up for it between September 12th and the 19th. Hell yeah. On the Project Resistance website. Yeah. Do that. And Go then... do that. Tell us how it is. Phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think, like, most of those asymmetrical games died really quickly the exceptions being the two games you guys mentioned friday the 13th and dead by daylight have have done fairly well they've kept a fairly steady player base and the i think the one thing that will be cool about this one that sets it apart is by having the adversarial player the guy who's controlling the traps and all that kind of stuff being kind of removed from the action for a lot of the game and then only coming in in spurts as a boss 
I think will make that a much better experience for everyone involved because yeah. when you oh, play like Friday the 13th and stuff, like if you had a group that was really very sneaky or something like that and you had trouble just finding them or whatever, you might be super bored playing the killer. Or if you right. were, you know, the group and you're just constantly getting beat to shit by the killer, you know, it wasn't that fun, but if there's kind of a break for both people mm-hmm. and I, I think it could be a little bit more welcoming experience for, for new a gambit for genre. asymmetrical games <laughs> just jump in go. and say hello hi hello there and then go back to your pve shit yeah for a second that's right <laughs> sure all right brooks segues baby oh um you really put me on the spot there man yeah i can't remember what the last you played rainbow right now was. no i'm not <laughs> Well, speaking of traps, <laughs> like I, I, I know you probably really think I am. Um, no, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying you guys have put such a such a wild amount of pressure on me mm-hmm. uh, that I'm either I'm either gonna fail or fail. There's really no win here. So why don't you why don't you segues, Josh? Um, yeah, there we go. I like it. Well, it's not too much fun, is it? <laughs> this was like your your high wire act, you know. This was your thing. This was your lane. You you know, you were our I golden child of segways, man. I just yeah. Well, it it's a metaphor for life, you know. You're great, and then people out there just just beat you down, take advantage yeah. of you. Yep. So. Well, speaking of taking advantage, we took advantage of playing Gears 5 through the Game Pass. Okay. If you're a member of that, you can play the game. Speaking of moving around a lot. Yeah. Um, The first thing I wanted to talk about, just real quick, is there's a little bit of confusion with access to the game because most people thought, oh, I have Game Pass, then I can play this a few days early. We even said that on the podcast. Yeah, and it ended up being you had to have Game Pass Ultimate, which was stupid. There shouldn't even be tiers to Game Pass. Um, but it didn't really matter for people at Game Pass Ultimate because Xbox Live went down during like prime gaming time for several hours on last Friday. So uh, most yeah. people couldn't even try it out when it dropped. Uh, so that was a bit of a blight. Since then, they've recovered. Uh, I noticed today that it outpaced Fortnite as the most play Xbox game this week. Um, Good. So they did really well as far as just getting players in. Uh, it's probably going to be a pretty good sign for their Game Pass as well as far as attracting new uh, memberships to that. Um, yes. You, it's so still on look, Game Pass. You just, To play it earlier, you had to have yes. Game Pass Ultimate. But if you only had regular Game Pass like myself, it was out on the 10th. And for like, it's still Yeah. Right. It's still free <laughs> on Game Pass. and like You can play it now, but you got a little bit of exclusivity if you had Ultimate for, like Josh said, for whatever reason. But Still full free on Game Pass and worth the download. Josh, tell yeah. them why. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Game Pass, a uh, game that just dropped on Game Pass that we got our hands on this week was uh, Gears of War 5. <laughs> oh, Thank God. you, Brooks. Brooks, you're great Ooh, at this. Nice but your your PP is massive, dude. I, every, <laughs> every time you walk down the street, that's the first thing people notice about you because you just... So Matt used it to segue. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the core gameplay a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what uh 
I think the first thing you you have to notice from playing this is it is still gears, right? Like it's like the, oh yeah, probably the most like the quickest response you're gonna have is it still feels very good to snap into cover. It still has that. Is it roadie run? What do they call that when you're yeah, that's right, the crash sprint. Um, the shooting, the uh, how are you gonna have to tell me some of the terminology? The, the timed reload, the ammo, the active like the reload, ammo switching. Yeah, the active reload still there. It's it's okay. fucking gears from gears one as far as movement and the way the guns operate. So it's still D pad to switch all your guns, active re- all that sh- all that good shit. So it's still it's not broke. It don't can, fix it. That's right. So if you like gears in any capacity, this is the game for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's. The campaign still feels very much like Gears as far as, well, I don't know. The campaign, I like the campaign a lot better. It seems a lot more intense. seems a little bit more dramatic. There's a lot more variability. Uh, I agree. But other than that, it, it still feels the same as far as the movement and all that kind of shit. But they did a lot of things different that are pretty exciting. I, I think, like, with that That's being good, said, if you like that, you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel at home. It's going to feel familiar to you. If you don't like that, it, it, it I think it is going to be hard to appreciate the game. I think you could still appreciate the campaign um, without that being a real issue. Yeah, if you don't like that movement, the multiplayer is going to be miserable for you. The and multiplayer you won't will be better. play it yeah. at all. But you know, I've played it since I've been on Gear since Gears One, and it's fantastic. My this tent that I've got here. It's like a six to eight man tent. I said, man, this is a real sausage fest. Uh, <laughs> but so some of the things they did the we played a little bit of the horde, right? So they have mm-hmm. kind of a class system of sorts. So like when you pick your character, there's ultimates now on the horde, uh, just the horde, uh, which is new. And so depending on your character, they have a different ultimate and a different passive and you can, they have different weapon loadouts too. So you're going to need to build a team like they're like composition. Isn't as important as it is in say overwatch, but it is going to be important to some extent because not everybody can build everything. Like if you play as one person, you can only build decoys and shock turrets while the guy that's playing a different kind of character can build the regular kind of turrets and the barbed wire traps or that kind of shit. So like composition is going to matter uh, a moderate amount, I would say, uh, but it still operates like the horde did. That that's the that's probably the most glaring change in stuff that was in the older games. That's in the new sure. one is the way the horde the horde works. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean the horde's fun, we, but you know we played one one round of it, and our, I, I think our experience was pretty good. It issue we ran into is we were, we just did matchmaking, and like everybody quit out, and it was just Hunter and I. Play yeah. with AI for the later waves and um, it, AI is so shitty. The, they need the to, AI is they need very to beef bad. the AI. I mean, it, it's miserable. It might as well have been two people and not even had them running around, honestly. Because uh, they, you've got the fabricators where you go to get to buy all your uh, obstacles that you can purchase, shit like that. And so you can put your money into the fabricator for other people to use which is cool. Oh, there's also perks you can buy in the horde, which depends on your character type. Like one, the person I was playing, you could beef up your shotgun damage or increase your health or whatever. And you buy that with the power that you pick up by killing the enemies. So that was interesting too. I mean, it plays similar, but there's enough changes that it's, 
I think it's interesting. I've always liked the horde better than say zombies because there's an end to it. You know, doesn't matter how good you do in zombies, like you still it, you just do a little better each time. That's the end of it. You know, right. so I, I mean that it still feels pretty good, but it's changed quite a bit. Yeah, I think, and it was something we talked about, like we, the map we ended up getting for Horde when we played that round is one that I liked quite a bit in just the regular multiplayer, but did not feel super suitable for Horde. Right. It was way too claustrophobic and, and really kind of limited you on your defenses even of, yes. of how you could kind of barricade in and stuff like that. It just, if they got close to where we ended up sitting that fabricate, like it was just... They're just going to swarm it like he couldn't. Yeah, it was, it was a claustrophobic. I'm sure some of the other maps are better for it. But yeah, that one was was too too claustrophobic really for that mode to shine. Whereas I think Gears Four had maps a little bit better suited for for that. Again, we only played one map, and and that may not be the general case. But right. um, we did that. We tried the escape mode, which seemed pretty cool. Um, you're very limited on ammo when you go in. You just have a pistol. Um, and so you're meleeing a lot. You like plant a mm. bomb. You go into like a a hive, uh, the swarm hive or whatever, and right. you plant a bomb and you're running out. Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and and so you're you're scrounging for ammo, and everybody has kind of different abilities in this as well. So the guy I played could drop a ammo supply crate probably once right. every two or three minutes or something like that. And you find little closets where you can find some additional ammo, but we were constantly running out of ammo. So we were having to kind of coordinate melee attacks and baiting different enemies away from each other and stuff like that. And it was, it was honestly like, it, it just felt like a very different shape for gears. I don't feel like I'm generally super concerned with ammo in that game. I mean, there's certainly instances, right. but that's not like the overwhelming thing. And so it's this combination of having to be fast and then being pinched for resources that that makes it certainly feel like a different and unique spin for the the series. And so, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought that was a cool, cool addition. Yeah, um, I thought it was a lot of fun. The there's not a lot of background to what you're doing there, but you can kind of tell from context or context rather the uh, you're you're trying to get into the hive to plant this bomb to kill this this specific hive. And so the very beginning of it, whatever character you choose puts on this respirator mask, and then you get uh, eaten by a snatcher, they're calling them on purpose, and taken into the hive. <laughs> That's when you plant the bomb, and you go go on about it. It's the same uh, the same passive and ultimates for the horde, based on which character you pick. Uh, right. But I, I I really liked it. Like like you said, it, it felt very different for horde while or for gear. Excuse me, while still feeling like I gear support. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I was yeah, I was impressed sure. with. It. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. Snatching, no snatching. That's, That's right. right. Don't snatch it this. It has like <laughs> custom maps and stuff so people can create their own uh, hives and stuff like that. So you can play uh, user created content there to kind of add to replayability. It, it'll be interesting to kind of see how they expand on that. I, I think it's a pretty, pretty decent mode. And, and ultimately, I think that's probably one of the best things you could say about this game is it has like the most robust offering of content any Gears game has ever had. You have the escape mode, you have this kind of refined deeper horde experience you have an excellent campaign and you have uh a lot of different flavors of just competitive multiplayer um you Definitely. have the sillier modes like dodgeball so like that you have arcade which we've talked about before on how weapons are acquired through kills and you purchase them so you're not fighting for specific areas where 
power weapons spawn. But you still have the classic mode where that is the case. And, you know, there, there is an offering there, I think, for any type of player. But anyway, let's let's talk. Let's talk campaign for a little bit. Brooks, I'm going to throw it to you for a second. What What is your impression of, of what you've played in the campaign so far? Yeah, I had a lot of really robust offer, I think, in the campaign. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you're about no, robust uh, a nut. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it was good. I got about three hours in, I would say, roughly. Uh-huh. Um, and I enjoyed it. I mean, like you said earlier, it's it's Gears. I'm not a huge fan of the Gears control system, but I mess with my settings quite a bit. Uh, my dead zones on my sticks and kind of treated it like red dead and i just take cover and kind of play shooting gallery um for most of it and which is kind of fun because your your cohorts are yelling at you like see if you can get around and flank them and i'm nah, i'm just gonna sit here and the shoot fuck? them as they pop up <laughs> I'm, I'm playing on i'm playing on easy here, but uh I don't so think I do. it's, but no it looked great um i thought a lot of this the writing felt better but to be fair it's the first gears game i think i've played since two uh, writing is better they Definitely. did it in a way that i, I didn't feel like i mean there is that that previously on gears like cut scene um that made me feel like i was playing a law and order game but <laughs> they did a decent job there and just with the in the dialogue when you're playing early game that i didn't feel super lost right um i was like oh, right. okay um there's a couple things they reference that i think You'd benefit if you played the ones before, but no, the the gameplay felt good. It, it felt like it constantly kind of pushed you forward in the right direction, uh, but it still didn't feel super linear, um, which I know kind of contradicts itself. But it the the levels just feel very big and open. But at the same time, you know the pace of the action is kind of pushing you towards what you need to do. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, I'm excited to play some more of it. We can we can set that up. Yeah, we got to be down for the campaign because that's always what I've leaned on in these gears. Right. Games, so. Yeah, we we got through. We're probably right at the end of the second act, right, Hunter? We're probably right. very close to finishing that up. And so the second and third act, people are describing it as more open, and I, I it's certainly more open than gears has been in the past. But all that really entails is you you drive a vehicle. <laughs> Kind of. I mean, it's still yeah. like a linear path. But now we didn't like, kind of go and. I enjoyed the part. Hey, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I enjoyed the part that I got to where you you were on like the snow skiff. Right. Right. Yeah. Kind of going between control points and uh, uh, the mechanics for driving it were fun. It didn't feel like I was doing it unnecessarily. I mean, sure. I felt like it had a purpose, and I thought it was cool. You can store weapons on the front of it and take them from place to place, um, which is neat. But it did get a little monotonous just on that one part where it's like, all right, well, we got to open the gate. And you get off and, you know, right. go do your thing. And then it's like, ah, go to the next gate. Oh, I got to open this gate. But uh, I haven't, like I said, I haven't gotten super far into it. And I hope that they don't press that. Because I feel like Gears is another one of those games, like we talked about. There's just no need for it. You do such a good job at, at what you do, which is just putting me through a level, letting me play through and get the story. And I don't know if that's where the strength of it is, I think. So and what I played so far, I've enjoyed that. 
Yeah, I'm really, I'm frankly, I'm sure on that part, it's there's going to be like collectibles and that kind of stuff hidden throughout there. But you know, because there is a big open space, and you'll be riding in that vehicle for shit, probably two two minutes at one point with nothing to do. You're just fucking riding this thing, you know. And so I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like hidden stuff in there, you know. So that's probably part of it. But I'm sure they'll lean. I'm I'm pretty confident they'll probably lean onto the combat. The old gear style later on in the in the campaign. That's what I'm hoping as well. Anyways, yeah. From what I understand, I think it's just in Acts two and three where you're driving the vehicles and stuff, and then it. I think it's a five act game. The others have all been five, if memory yeah. serves. Um, so, I, which is good. I, I think that you know that I think that goes into another point I'd like to make about the campaign is that while you're still doing the same controls and it still feels the same as the game has felt for over a decade, the experience around you is constantly changing. And so like the context of those actions are challenged and like, it's, it's kind of just this adrenaline ride. Like it, it doesn't pump the brakes really. It's like the stakes keep getting higher and you know, you're, you're running from poisonous gas in a facility that's, you know, exploding or whatever you're, you know, when you start the game, you land on this beautiful beach and, you know, it shows off just the graphical prowess of this game. And it shows off the incredible lighting effects. I think the lighting is some of the best lighting effects I've ever seen. It's God, so it's good. good. Um, when you go to a dark spot and then your your robot Jack turns on his headlamp or whatever, and then you, I mean, just how everything looks is very impressive. Which they do a fantastic job of using him yeah. in like the darker areas. Because yeah, they do. every time you take a turn or something, there's this like half second delay. Yes, uh, that's scary. You're just, yeah. You're so anxious, man, and you have to wait for catch up and there are times i'll catch myself like stepping back around the corner because i get spooked and i'm like ah, i can't do it but yeah they, they do a fantastic yeah. job of it and, and even though there's that delay like when it when it catches up to you like it always matches like your field of view or something it's not like what the fuck why is the light over there or what you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. it's not like a frustrating thing it's this thing that adds atmosphere and, and kind of depth to the experience but which i think the drone's really cool as well how you can upgrade it through the campaign and you know kind of spend upgrade points on it to ver- make it more versatile, use it in different ways. Sure. Yeah, and if we found out if uh, you have three people on, there's only two people play as cogs and a third person will run as Jack. So the third person will just be the robot the whole time, rolling around, <laughs> using his shit. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty neat. I'm pretty impressed with all the stuff that they've put into yeah. this one. And then, like, how the cinematics blend into your gameplay. Like, you're never having this downtime of load screens, really, or anything like that. It's just yeah, quick. Sure. And and sometimes, sometimes, I mean, the game looks so good, it'll come out of that cutscene, and I'll, I'll be sitting there and not realizing, oh, shit, I'm playing now. Yeah. Because it, it'll transition so cleanly. And and that was one thing that was neat, too, because um, I played as Jack for a little bit when we were playing co-op, the robot, and it was cool to see cutscenes I had played as, as a cog from a different angle and get to experience it. Like it, it changes everything a little bit, which was cool that, that it takes into account your, your shift of perspective as the character you're playing. You don't see that too often. No. So that was, that was great. I think I've talked about most of the things I wanted to, I, I've been very impressed with it. I think, I think this is a top tier game. I think for me personally, like I'm just not like the biggest third person or cover shooter guy. 
but I'm really enjoying it. So I mean, like that says when I'm like when I'm like not yeah. a huge fan of like two of the kind of the core elements of it, but I'm I'm still really enjoying the game. I, I think that speaks volumes for the quality of it. Yeah. I uh I'll I'll kinda end with I'm I've been a Gears fan since the first one's been one of my favorite series. If nothing else, the campaign storyline is always a blast. I haven't played I played the shitload the shit out of the multiplayer on a couple of them. You know, I haven't always stuck to the multiplayer on all of them, but uh I love it. I think it's the best one they've done so far from what I've seen. I've, I'm really impressed with it. So if you have Game Pass, definitely check it out. Uh if you're a fan and don't have Game Pass it would be cheaper to buy Game Pass than the game to get it. So, you know, do that. To your statement, Josh, I'm I am a huge fan of third person. I do I don't mind cover shooters. I just am not a huge fan of the gears like style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just it's the control chunky. scheme. It's, it's very chunky, chunky yeah. and it's it's snapping yeah. to cover and stuff. Like I think for yeah. me it's just kind of that loss of just yeah, autonomy like in a way. Like, yeah, yeah you, like you don't have a lot of control sometimes is what it feels like, but with all that aside, if you're Hunter, you do. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, when I watch him move around, I'm like, God damn it! Why can't I do that? <laughs> I, uh, I it helped my interest, and it hasn't done that in a while. So I think they they probably have hit the hit the ball out of the park with this one. Definitely, yeah, kudos to him. Somebody's pitching a tent over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just glad to see Microsoft <laughs> have like an exclusive we're talking about, and and I mean it's probably the only one aside from probably the Forza series, which is always at like such a high mark that. You almost oh, forget yeah. about it, <laughs> you know. Right. Like it, it, it has delivered high quality games each time, but their other exclusives have not this console cycle, and so it's it's nice to kind of this late in the the run to have one that does stand out. And I think if you weren't an Xbox gamer, there's probably finally a game that's worth picking one up for if you're, you know, interested in exclusives. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's a wrap. Brooks, why don't you tell the good folks at home what's in the box this week? Well, this week in the box is a gigantic circus tent with a huge Borderlands 3 graphic <laughs> on the side of it. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> shit. They didn't come with any tent stakes or poles. But have no fear, because next week we're going to combine our mystical crotch region powers and pitch it ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> crotch region. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to review Borderlands 3 next week. Ha, 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 ha.